Oh my god. Welcome <laughs> to episode five of Bulldog Banter, an emergency podcast for probably the best news that I've ever had as a Georgetown fan since I came to Georgetown in 2014. Aminu Muhammad is a Georgetown Hoya. Um, I am stunned. I'm elated. I'm also joined by my co-hosts, Ryan and Omar. Um, guys, I'll, I'll let you take it from me. I'm, I'm still kind of stunned. I don't really know how to fully put how I feel into words, but, but what are you feeling right now? Surprised. First of all, I mean, I don't think, I think some of us knew we had a, had a chance, but I don't think any of us actually thought he would end up going for George, going to Georgetown. I mean, we're all Georgetown fans. That doesn't happen to us. We don't get five-star recruits. So I knew, I knew we kind of had a chance, but I never actually thought it was going to happen. I'm just shocked. Yeah, this is like, I don't know. This just feels weird. I don't, I, I can't even, I, when he picked Georgetown, I couldn't even process it. I was just like staring blankly at the screen thinking he said Georgia and then like hearing the town and being like, Oh no, he mispronounced it. And then he didn't mispronounce it. He picked up the Georgetown poster. And then I was like, Oh, he picked up the wrong poster. And then he's like, Oh, this is actually happening. So it took me a solid like 15 minutes to just like get it. Like, Oh, oh we, this actually worked. Uh, I don't know how to process. Like I've been around the fan base long enough since probably like 2008 to have been around for a couple, you know, five-star recruits. So I kind of remember, like, especially Copeland, I remember getting, like, super hyped up for him. But this is just different because, like, back then we were getting, like, you know, it wasn't, like, that big of a deal. It was a big deal, but, like, we were still Georgetown. This is just, like, ugh. I don't I haven't felt that much serotonin rush to my brain in so long. (laughs) I was telling you guys, I was, like, I felt like as soon as he did it, he was going to pull an LJ peak and, like, throw the hat and be like, nah, just kidding. God, could you imagine? I mean, I would, I, that would have torn. I just, I would have lost my soul. I, that would have been probably the cruelest thing ever. I, I, th- that was such a weird announcement. I like the, the weirdly Photoshopped jerseys that were framed and put on stage that also Maybe included that was the best announcement ever. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah. the result was Five good. <laughs> the result was good, but it, I, I was so confused. And, and then, of course, like when I heard, I heard the the George, and I just like like you, Omar. I just couldn't compute. Like I, I was, I just assumed it was going to be Georgia because I'm just I I can't have I, I'm just I can't have hope. I, I it's not it's not something I'm used to having as a Georgetown fan. And so I heard George, and I was like crap. And then I heard Town, and then everything just went black for me. I just. I I jumped up and yelled, um, I, and then I just I can't I can't believe I just can't I still can't believe it like I was, I just can't believe it. Um, I mean we were worried like coming into this week, it, it was a two two horse race between Georgia and Georgetown, and clearly Georgia was feeling confident because they had leaked to seemingly the entire entire rivals network, um, that they were going to be the pick, um, and that didn't things didn't feel great earlier this week and then later this week you know there was there were some some whispers that Georgetown was feeling confident too so it's like all right maybe we have a shot but I mean I, I just wanted to throw up all day today I was so nervous and I just did not feel confident today um, for a variety of reasons and it's just it's an incredible feeling it's the first five-star recruit since Isaac Copeland it caps off what was already a really strong 2021 recruiting, recruiting class. You're now number six in the whole nation, number one in the Big East, I think maybe number two behind Villanova. Um, mm-hmm. 
it's just it's just amazing news and and now i mean we knew 2021 was going to be an exciting season but i mean expectations have been bumped up now don't you think oh absolutely um the pieces are there i mean you have a good class coming in i I know I said that I think that we're national championship contenders, but it's realistically that year after where we do have a legitimate shot. Those guys are too young next year. We should be a tournament team easily, but I mean, maybe I'm just delusion train. Um, but I do think if Amino stays for a sophomore year, this is a turn. This is a, a championship caliber team. That's I. It's, okay, it's, it's it's just tough to throw away around that phrase championship caliber when it's Georgetown because it yeah. has been quite some time. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just I refuse to ever say that until we like it's right before us. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah I, I I agree with what you're saying. I think next year will be interesting. We need to figure out the point guard position. I think we have the answer with Dante Harris. Um, although I don't know if you guys have thoughts on that. But we do need to figure out who are the guys surrounding him that are going to play major roles and get major minutes. I think obviously one of them is Jordan Riley. He's just he's going to be too good to keep off the court. Um, but, and obviously Caduce is going to be there. Um, but then the rest is just kind of like, you know, who's, who's our starting point guard? Is it Dante? Is it Tyler? Who's our starting power forward? Is that going to be Jamari Sibley or even maybe Kobe Clark? I, I, I don't know. Those are two big question marks for us next year that we need to get answered before, you know, for this team to actually perform how they can with this type of talent. Yeah. I I mean, think, I, sorry. Go but, for it. Go for it, Ryan. I, I think the four is obviously the big question mark. I think Dante has showed you that he is capable of, of running the show there. And then from what we've seen from Tyler Beard, he could be a good kid off the bench. Dante has the, has the reins right now for guard. And I, I, if, if he can make somewhat of a jump for sophomore year, I do think that he's plenty capable of being our being a biggie's guard. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I, I think I don't think they're going to be Final Four contenders next year. I do think they're going to have legitimate tournament expectations. Um, I, I think for I mean, it, it's going to be the second time in Patrick Ewing's career that he's he comes in with a team with tournament expectations. Um, obviously, last year. Uh, crashed and burned when that happened, but uh, there's going to be real hype behind this team next year for for um, once again, and it's it's going to feel good to to finally have something to look forward to uh, with this team. And I think I think Aminu is probably a one and done type player, which is going to be interesting because Patrick Ewing hasn't recruited that type yet. So it'll be an interesting balancing act, especially in terms of recruiting. Like he he cannot. I mean, he still needs to keep on going after the wings that he's going after in the 2022 class. But, I mean, I, I think there's a chance that Amina returns for a sophomore year. And if you get him for two years and to keep on developing the young players that you have right now, I mean, I, I think, I mean, Elite Eight, maybe, in 2022? I, I don't think that's out of the question. No, I think there is a slight chance Amina sticks around for two years. Um, his... One sort of thing keeping him from being a one of them for sure is his perimeter shot. He's not the best three-point shooter. So if that's something that NBA scouts, when they see next year and they're watching him, they're like, okay, like you are a surefire lottery pick if you can demonstrate to us that you can also be a very, you know, you can be a quality NBA shooter. Um, I could potentially see him wanting to stick around and try to get drafted in the lottery the season after that. Um, 
not necessarily that doesn't mean that it's likely and apparently his shot has gotten better since you know a lot of those sort of assumptions have been made about him but you don't know yeah i think it's it's possible i'm definitely more more thinking that he's going to be a one one and done but if he is two years i think you're right i think like an elite eight is very much in the picture and like i can't believe i'm saying those words i know it's been so so long since i've ever been able to say anything like that and i i do think if this is something that all players say whenever they commit to Georgetown, they value the Georgetown education, but that this could be another reason he sticks around for two years. If he actually wants to get his degree at Georgetown, it would be an easier process for him to stay for two years and then go play somewhere else, come back and get his degree. Um, so, I mean, that's something to think about if he were to stay for two years. Yeah. I mean, it's an, it's an interesting point because that, that was, that was a kind of focus of, he had a little uh, Q and a session after his announcement and it, it he clearly emphasized the academics portion of his decision in choosing Georgetown. When I interviewed him a couple months back with him and Sean Harmon, it, it seemed like, especially Aminu was like very singularly focused on making it to the next level. Like it, he, he's very businesslike and uh, very, very calculated, I would say. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, it was nice to hear him talk about the academics, but it, it's clear that he and Sean Harmon, you know, both know that he has pro potential um, so I, I do think, you know, if, if push came to shove and it was, and he had a good shot at the NBA, he would probably choose that over, um, you know, another year at Georgetown, but who knows? Um, and I mean, let, I mean, let's cross that bridge when we get to it and just enjoy what we have for now. Um, I, I just like, just thinking about his skill set and what he's going to bring to this team. I mean, the perimeter shot is something that's still developing with him. Um, but I mean, Sean Harmon has been hyping up his, his three point shooting ability has been improving, um, but I mean, everywhere else, he, he's such a complete player, um, which is rare considering how new he is to the game, and just shows you how high his ceiling is. I mean, he's a strong defender. He's got a he's got an NBA ready frame already. I would say, um, you know, he's strong in transition, a great finisher, plays through contact, a great passer too. I think that's one of his underrated abilities. Um, I I just think he he can he can play several several roles for this Georgetown team, and he's just really gonna make them a more talented product than we're used to seeing. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, I have a, have a question for both of you, though. So with this news coming down, how does this change sort of your priorities um, for this season? I, I, I mentioned, I think, on Twitter that I think getting TJ Berger up to speed is very important because I do think that this team is going to need very high-quality shooters to surround him in to maximize what you can do with him. Um, but is there anything else in terms of what you want from this season that you think now we should Great. sort of be focusing on? I think it has to be Sidley again. You you said it earlier, but the question mark is that four. Um, I want to see him be able to, I don't know, show some more competency than he has been. He showed flashes of looking like he's knowing what he can what he can do, but he's kind of looked lost out there. I'd like to see him get more minutes and, and figure out what he can do for this team. So that's a big one for me. Yeah, Sibley's a big one. I mean, we'll 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 see with him. I he I I was thinking it during the St. John's game, and he he kind of gives me Jamarco Pickett vibes, which uh, kind of worries me. Um, but you know, he's a freshman; he hasn't really gotten too many minutes, so I'm, I'm not going to make any sweeping judgments just yet. But he just kind of floats out there. He doesn't seem particularly engaged just yet, but that could have to do with the. Uh, Think his inconsistent minutes that he's received. So we'll see about Sibley. I agree with you on TJ Berger. Um, I, I thought he was going to get a, bit, a bigger opportunity than he wound up getting in the St. John's game. Um, I, I would like to see more of him moving forward. I, I've liked what I've seen. 
Um, and I think a shooter like him is going to be important with Amino. Um, and I mean, there, there's a chance that TJ Berger is your starting shooting guard next season. Um, I mean, right now, I would think that would be Aminu and Jordan Riley starting, but who knows? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I could I could still see Patrick going with the experience of a sophomore over one of the freshmen. I mean, Aminu's going to start. That's pretty much a given for me. I assume Riley's going to start, but he, I don't know. I mean, you might think he needs a little more seasoning and might start off, the, off on the bench, so we'll see. Um, but for me, I mean, this season was like, this season was a wash for me. Like, I wanted to see development. I think we're starting to see that. We're seeing development out of Dante Harris. We're seeing TJ Berger getting somewhat of a chance and, and making the most of it. Um, Jamari Sibley seems to be getting more minutes as the season goes along, so you hope to see more development out of him. So we've we've checked that box, in my opinion. The defense is still shaky. Uh, you know, Giving up 94 points in, in two straight games to St. John's is not great. Um so that's still concerning for me, but 20, like I've been saying on Twitter, like just get me to 2021. And that was before we just got a top 15 recruit in the nation and now have the number six class in the country. Like I, I'm just so excited for the season. And uh, I mean, ne- the next thing for them is making sure that he signs his letter. I, I don't, I don't know if the early signing period is closed yet. I just want to make sure that we get that in writing to get, have him all locked up um, to avoid a, Terrence Williams, Tremont Waters situation. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think he's going to be the kind of player to go back on his commitment. I think that he and, and Sean both have put a lot of thought into, into this decision and feel good about it. Um, I, I will say the, the uh, one of the weird things of, of today's announcement was Aminu saying that he just made the decision today. Like You, you, yeah. didn't, you didn't want to sit on that for like, <laughs> a day even and just make sure you know that it's such a huge decision it is going to be the right decision for i mean i'm not complaining i mean it was the it was a decision that helps us but uh that was kind of crazy to me yeah i mean i'm sure he kind of had an idea going in i'm trying to i mean obviously made a decision 100 percent today considering he committed but i'm sure he he was like probably like 80 20 or something going into it i mean he probably knew what he was going to do the morning of yeah, I, I, I imagine, like, I can't, I just cannot process someone receiving, like, sorry, someone making this huge decision, literally the day of, I feel like he must have had, like, a, okay, Georgetown feels right, but then I'll solidify that, uh, but I don't know, like, yeah, I, he, if that is true, that's just crazy, and, like, good for him, good for us, because it worked out. Um, I think the next big question, though, is how do we end up making space for Chet Holmgren? That's, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's like, Take it on the run. <laughs> we just keep going with it, right? We have the momentum. Just keep it rolling. I mean, I, there was a uh, a new uh, Georgetown fan account uh, that popped up today, Nebraskan Hoya, who uh, was was definitely on the the delusion train and uh, was was advocating for both uh, Chet Holmgren, who is the number one player in the 2021 class, for those who don't know him, and Efton Reed, who's another top center in the class. Uh, he was advocating for them both to join Georgetown, um, to which, you know, might not make too much sense, but, you know, why not keep going after everyone? I mean, just, just keep the ball rolling. Um, I mean, we're blue blood now. Exa- exactly. We're, <laughs> we're, we are a damn blue blood. Um, so, I mean, this begs the question, I mean, is is Georgetown back, boys? Oh, we're back, baby. We're back. We're back. Are we back? Yeah. Are, are we are we willing to go there? 
we are more back than we have ever been back. This is a big statement. I mean, this is major. I I think I don't see how we're not back. We might not be like, you know, we're not might not be like a top fifteen team next year or something. We're tournament. We're a tournament team, and that's that's back for me. You can build on that exactly. Yeah. All right, we're back. We're fucking back. Oh, this is great. (laughs) This feels so good. I mean, like Mike. So I think uh, who was it? Zach Braziller of the New York Post. He he commented. You know, this, this is a monster class for Patrick Ewing. And uh, he, he compared it to the 2014 recruiting class for Kevin Willard at Seton Hall as the, the kind of the launching point for how Willard kind of turned things around Seton Hall. And I think it's a fair, I think it's a fair comparison. I think that the Hoyas can do from even better than Seton Hall is doing recruiting wise, um, especially oh, being yeah. in DC. But, you know, I, th- I think, I think Patrick Ewing and his coaching staff is, is really well positioned now. Um, just today, there was an interview with Rodney Rice, um, a 2022 point guard from DeMatha, someone who Georgetown's been going after for two years now. Uh, he was originally at Bullis in Maryland, and now he's at DeMatha. Um, seemed like the Hoyas were kind of on the back burner for him. And then an interview came out where uh, Rice said they're still prioritizing him. Um, and he mentioned that, he, you know, th- they were trying, they need to do better with uh, recruiting DC players. And, uh, same day that interview drops, the Hoyas get a commit from a player who you know, started out in the WCAC with uh, Archbishop Carroll. Um, so, I mean, now Patrick, Patrick Ewing can go to these players, can go to a Rodney Rice, go to a Tyrell Ward or a Cam Whitmore and say, hey, like, I, like, I, I can do this now. Like, let's, let's, like, let's bring you in. So uh, this is a great launching point for both the class of 2022 and 2023. Uh, I know I, I've been hyping up 2023 for a little bit now, uh, and I feel even better about that now. But now, who knows? I mean, maybe you can strike gold with the 2022 guy. Um, I, I think I think everything is on the table now, and I think this is a huge, huge deal, both on the court and off the court, for recruiting with Georgetown. Do you think Rodney Rice had, had an idea about a medium? Because it's kind of weird, the timing for that comment to drop. Same day, a big DC recruit commits to Georgetown. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't really get the sense that too many of those players talk to Aminu still. I mean, he's been in Missouri for three years. This is his third year yeah. in Missouri. Um, yeah. I, I will say I saw Chris Watson, who was a, um, a wing at St. John's in DC, who the Hoyas have pursued in the past, but I don't think they're a contender for him anymore. But I saw him congratulate Aminu on Instagram. Um, so it seems like he has some connections still in the DC area. I don't know if, if Rice was one of those. Um, but, I mean, this is just, just huge. I mean, it just it, it, this is huge to rebuilding that D.C. pipeline. I mean, Sean Harmon is a guy that has connections in the D.C. area. And this is just, I mean, on social media, especially on Instagram, where all the athletes are, like, I, I posted the, the Hilltop Hoops announcement, and it's being blown up by, like, high school basketball players in the D.C. area. Like, this is huge for, this is huge for Georgetown. Like, the, you need... You, you need this. I mean, it, this matters in terms of just the look of it and building back Georgetown's reputation. And I really do think that this is going to help them in the future with other recruits who see a top talent like Aminu Muhammad taking a chance on Georgetown. And, and maybe now those top recruits say, hey, why not me too? Yeah, I think with Aminu in the fold, this sort of makes our life so much easier going forward. Um, I think a lot of players, especially locally, have and spending their families have been interested in Georgetown, but they just have not had that sort of evidence of which they could put us over the line and actually get a commitment. 
um, with a Mew in the fold in the, in, you know, full fledged five star. You come to guys, uh, like Rodney Rice, you come to guys like Tyrell Ward, Cam Whitmore. Um, why can't you land them, right? Like if, yeah. if you can land a five star, if, if you're good enough for him, you're certainly good enough for those guys. Um, so I, I think that it's just, it's something that we needed. You, it's like a sort of an inertia thing where just you need to get the ball rolling. And when it does, it, it can become very hard to stop. So I, yeah, I, I don't know if Aminu is considered a DC kid per se, because he did come to the States in, I think, 2016. Yeah. yeah. He's only there for a year. But I do think it matters for the DC kids, DC kids in so far as you can point to Georgetown and be like, oh, these guys are going to be a power again. Like they have very good players. I can do well here if this guy can develop and become, you know, NBA ready. Why can't I? And I think it's it's a very big picture thing that we that happened today, and it's the reason obviously the reason why we're all so thrilled right now. Yeah, I do think that's a very good point. I feel like we've come, we've we're always listed in those five star guys like top fives, top tens, but we've never actually gotten across the point where we've gotten a commitment. I do think this could well. I hope it can maybe open the floodgates a little bit for, for these guys to actually realize that Georgetown is a school that you can go to as a five-star player still. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is, it's uh, basically it gives them a head start on the 2022 class. I mean, they technically they don't have a spot for Amino open right now. Um, they, cause Ryan Mutombo put them at 13 scholarships for next year, but uh, there will likely be uh, at least one person that shakes loose from the current team. Um, and so now they can just put their energy into making the 2022 guys a priority. Um, and that's going to give them a leg up in their competition. And I, I am hopeful. I mean, who know? I think uh, Tyrell Ward said he was going to make a decision towards the end of this coming summer. Um, that's one of my favorite players. I don't think Rodney Rice is a timeline yet. Um, so we'll see on him. And I think Cam Whitmore is, is going to probably be I don't know this for for a fact, but he's I I think he's better than Tyrell Ward, and I think he's he's got a, a loaded, um, you know, list of people who have offered him, so he could be a little longer. Um, but I just think this now you get to you know focus on those guys and, and give them um, lots of love and attention. So we shall see. Um, we do have an interview for you all today. Um, I uh, hopped on the phone with Wyatt Wheeler, uh, sports reporter from the Springfield News Leader. Uh, which is a local newspaper that that has um, that's based in Missouri. Uh, Wyatt is someone who's covered uh, Aminu Muhammad for his three years at Greenwood Laboratory School. Um, so we kind of wanted to get that that on the ground perspective from someone who's been around Aminu and who can speak to the impact that Aminu's had uh, on that community for three years. Um, so we're going to go to that interview now, and then we'll be be back after this. Um, just talk, you know, the next upcoming week for uh, Georgetown um, from an on-the-court perspective. Um, but here's our interview with Wyatt Wheeler. We are now joined by Wyatt Wheeler. He's a sports reporter for the Springfield News Leader, um, someone who is very familiar with covering Aminu Muhammad uh, in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, and with tonight's news of Aminu um, committing to Georgetown, we wanted to get kind of the, the local on-the-ground perspective from someone who knows him well. Um, so Wyatt, thank you for joining us. And, uh, you know, what is your uh, initial reaction to Aminu committing to Georgetown? Yeah, uh, I can't say I'm too surprised. I had a gut feeling. Um, I know that there was, uh, I know Georgia was, uh, uh, Georgia was on everybody's mind. <laughs> um, they, uh, they were the, they were the hot school, Tom Crean, 
that connection, Victor Oladipo, all of that. Um, so I, I thought it would be Georgia, but there was something about Georgetown away. Um, they've talked about Georgetown in the past, Patrick Ewing. Um, there was just so much there that I thought that might be attractive to a kid like Aminu. And, uh, um, and, and I, I'm just happy for him. Uh, I, I'm, he's, a, he's a great, great kid. Um, somebody I've gotten to know a little bit these last few years. And uh, just to see him kind of go with the pick that not a lot of people were expecting is uh, uh, very, very special. Uh, I think he has a chance to just make he's a, uh, turn a program around. Uh, I'm not too familiar where Georgetown is at right now, uh, just because I covered a Missouri Valley Conference uh, most of my time. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, but I, I, that's a, that's a great. I, I, just landing a five star kid. Uh, like Aminu's just got to be a great thing for any program. Um, and just happy to see him pick something like uh, someone like Georgetown. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a shocking pick. Uh, at least, you know, there there were some national media um, who were, you know, picking him to go to Georgia. Like you said, you heard Georgia yourself. Um, so it's really exciting. But, you know, curious with your experience covering him, um, you know, what what is – who is Aminu Muhammad? Tell us about Aminu Muhammad, the person, and there's just your history um, covering him for the past few years in Missouri. Yeah, he's just, uh, I mean, he's a soft-spoken kid from Nigeria, of course. Um, uh, just uh, kind of learned, it's been impressive to watch him kind of learn the language and everything. Um, he's originally from Washington, D.C., was able to be here for, um, was a, has been able to be here the last few years from Nigeria. Um so, I mean, just a soft-spoken kid and a great kid. A basketball is, means everything to him, and it's impressive to hear him talk about how much academics mean to him, too. Because that's, uh, I mean, these basketball kids, you're not thinking, oh, academics, academics, but Greenwood Lab School, um, just for him to be there and to stick around there instead of going to, like, Oak Hill or wherever, um, is just, uh, everybody thought, okay, this is the year he leaves. He's going to leave after this one, but he stuck around Greenwood lab school, which was just a great, uh, little lab school on the campus of Missouri state university. Um, and he didn't really have to do that yet. I'm sure he had a ton of options to go elsewhere. He's one of the best recruits in the country. Um, but he's, uh, but he just stuck with that, got a great education. I, I wasn't allowed to talk to him so often because they wanted him to just focus on that education. Hmm. So, um, and even when we asked him today, why'd you pick Georgetown? He says, well, the academics, uh, when you have a Georgetown degree, you can do anything. And that just means so much to a kid like him and where he's from and uh, the academics that have just kind of spoken, he's spoken about. I, I don't think it's a fake thing with him. Um, just being like, oh, I want to cre- continue my academic career here when you know it's for basketball. I think it's something that actually means a lot to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of installed from his guardian um, and just who he is as a kid. So, uh, uh, yeah, he's just really impressed with that. And talk to me about what's what's the level of competition in the conference he plays in in Missouri? I mean, obviously, like you said, he could have gone to a bigger school and played against you know better competition. But what is basketball like where he plays? Well, he's a, he's a class two kid. Um, so he's playing small schools. Um, so he's not playing the toughest competition. He gets that in, uh, Boo Williams over the summers, but he's not getting that every night playing somebody like that. But, um, 
that's just a, that's kind of another thing. People kind of hold that against him, just saying, oh, maybe he's not as good because he plays that level of competition. But every time they do play that level, I mean, they have the Bass Pro Tournament of Champions here in Springfield. Uh, we have that brings in teams like Oak Hill, and he's still able to break some records and get 100 points in that tournament and break the rebound record. Um, there is a school just a few weeks ago um, with four Division One players in its starting lineup. When he's the only one, uh, and he takes over a game uh, that they're trailing by ten in the last six minutes, and he has a win by two, and he scores forty-six points. So I mean, the level of competition isn't too high um, when you look at it from a class standpoint. But I think the most important thing is what he does when he does play against those. Um, when he does play against some of those bigger schools, he shows out. I mean, it's uh, he shows that he belongs, and it's really impressive to watch. And uh, why I know you're short in time, so really appreciate you joining us. One last question: You know, when you think back on Aminu's high school career, what is his legacy in the Springfield area, and what will he be remembered for um, for his impact both on and off the court? Ah, uh, he's the greatest of all time to come through Springfield. Um, he, it's uh, uh, even he's had the two the greatest two year stretch stretch in the history of the state. Um, so I mean, he, he had he started his career in Washington. He comes here sophomore junior year. And he has the best two year stretch ever. You're talking about the Jason Tatum's and some of them, some of those high level names. Um, that, that's just what he's been able to do. Um, but I mean, it's just the area is kind of seen. We've had Anthony Tolliver's been our big name. He played at one of the big schools here. Uh, but Aminu's just kind of come over, come in, taken over, um, put up a t- ton of points, ton of ton of boards, and a five star kid uh, with all this attention. Uh, and he's one of the biggest recruits to ever come through, and. Uh, Springfield kind of adopted him as a, as our own and uh, just couldn't be happier for him and where he's going to end up. Awesome. Well, Wyatt, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate you joining us tonight. And, uh, you know, thank you. Yeah, no problem. I gotta, uh, appreciate you having me and uh, happy for you guys to have a kid like a meeting. For sure. All right. Have a good night. Yep. Take care. You too. So that was our interview with Wyatt Wheeler. Uh, thanks to him for coming on. He was uh a bit short for time, so but uh, gl- glad that he gave us that time to talk about Aminu. Uh, it was pretty interesting to hear him talk about Aminu being the greatest to ever come out of the area. Um, you know, comparing him to a player like Jason Tatum. Um, the Missouri basketball scene has, kind of has had a lot of big names. You have Tatum, you have Bradley Beal, uh, and you have Georgetown's very own Otto Porter. Um, so you know, Aminu Muhammad is the is the next player from that lineage. It appears. Um, so thank you to Mr. Wheeler for coming on. Uh, and now just to wrap up this episode, um, you know, we, we've, we've had our time to celebrate about Aminu and I I think that high is going to last for, uh, quite some time for a lot of us. Um, and now we, we look forward to seeing the, the current team, uh, play Seton Hall on Wednesday. Um, they are playing Wednesday night at 5 PM, I believe. Um, Seton Hall is, had a pretty good start to the season. Uh, they lost Miles Powell, obviously, but uh, Sandro, Sandro Mamu Kalashvili uh, has really taken a jump for them. Um, and I think that's going to be a, a tough test for Georgetown. Um, I think that Seton Hall, in terms of Bryce Aiken, I think he was the player that was supposed to replace Miles Powell uh, and be that score for them. I don't think he's had uh, anywhere near that impact yet. He's had to deal with some injuries. 
Um, but I think this is a winnable game for you if you come in with a, a better attitude and better effort than you showed on the road against St. John's. Uh, what do you guys think? Um, it's definitely winnable. I don't know. I think it's going to be an angry seat in all team after that overtime loss to Providence. They're going to come out hot. Yeah. Kind of similar situation to St. John's over the weekend. Um, but it is a winnable game, and I do think we match up well against them. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I think it depends on how much time and how healthy Aiken is doing. He only played seven minutes against Providence and wasn't particularly effective in those seven minutes. So if he's still sort of, you know, shaky and coming back, um, I feel a bit better about our chances. That said, Mamu has been a potential Big East Player of the Year player, in my opinion. Maybe not quite that good, but he's been one of the better players in the conference for sure. Uh, I think if there's any team that can match up with Mamu, it's us, just because, you know, we do have traditional bigs that can actually guard a big man. But uh, he's been very good, and, you know, a couple of their other players, juniors and sophomores, have been stepping up as well. So it's going to be I, – I, I don't like our chances in this one just because I do think that they have just more talent on their roster right now than we do. But you never know. And um, ultimately, all basketball is is matchups to begin with. And we do, I think we do if, – if Aiken isn't healthy, we do have – we do match up pretty well with them, like you said. So it's possible. Not getting my hopes up for this one. Probably looking forward to hopefully playing Butler eventually, just because they just lost to Southern Illinois. <laughs> just just now. That's it's yeah, not a good look for them. So that's a team that I think we could definitely beat. But yeah, Seton Hall for the time being, I'm not I'm not gonna say anything until it actually happens. Yeah. yeah. It's a tough stretch coming up for Georgetown. You got Seton Hall on Wednesday, and then you have a week off, and then you welcome in Creighton on December 30th, uh, number 13 Creighton. Um, and then you have Marquette at home uh, January 2nd. So you got three tough teams coming in um, that's really going to challenge this young roster. But then after that, you got Butler, Syracuse, who hasn't been good this year, and you have DePaul, who has yet to play a game still this year, which is just <laughs> incredible to say. Um, incredible. Yeah, so yeah. classic to play. I, I, can't, I cannot believe that, I mean, Aminu, I love you, and you are already my favorite Georgetown player, but I cannot believe you considered, even entertained the <laughs> thought of taking your talents to that terrible, terrible school in DePaul. Uh, so I just wanted to say that. Um <laughs> But you know that that's we're we're done with that. We're we don't have to worry about DePaul anymore. We don't have to worry about Tom Crean, Georgia. We don't have to worry about Indiana and their host of annoying Twitter users who follow who hop in our mentions and talk shit. We're the winners. We win. We get Amino. Suck it, haters. Um, yeah. Any closing thought? Any closing thoughts, boys? Um, we're back. We're oh, back. Oh man, that scares me to say, but I'm, I love it. <laughs> There's so much pain out there, and I'm ready to get hurt again. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I just really hope the G League stays away. That's my <laughs> last thought. I'm sorry to end this on a sour note. Oh, but come on, dude. Jesus. <laughs> Jeez. Come on. I apologize. Yeah. No. Right. Positive eyes. We're we're back. All right. I'm gonna. We're, ble- we're just gonna bleep that out. We're just gonna pretend that never happened. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, great. Aminu Muhammad, a Georgetown Hoya. I. Uh, it's going to take me a while to process this still, but what an incredible night. Um, welcome to Aminu and Sean uh, and Aminu's family, to the, the Hoya family. And I, I just, this is going to be so exciting in 2021. I, it can't come fast enough. 
Uh, here's hoping that we get some Kenner League action in the summer. Who, who knows? I would say it's unlikely, but I'm going to pray like hell that it happens. Um, and yeah, so here we are. Number six class in the country. Uh, Hoya Saxa, folks. Uh, thank, Hoya you. <laughs> thank you for listening uh, to episode five of Bulldog Banter. Uh, we will be taking a, a holiday break. Should be back in a week or two. Uh, we hope that you all have a, a happy and restful uh, holiday season, and we'll be back at you in the new year. Um, but in the meantime, uh, you can follow me at Aiden Kern underscore. You can follow uh, Ryan and Omar as well, uh, Omar at Hoy Breakdown and Ryan at Hoy Paranoia. Um, and if you enjoyed tonight's podcast, um, please don't forget to download, rate, and subscribe. Uh, we will be back with you soon. Thank you.